any longer and wait until somebody does something. And many times, I mean, this is not my message, but I just want you to know that we've got, there are other Christians that are feeling the same way that I, because of uncertainty, we don't know what we should do. And I don't know what we can do, but I do know this, we can pray. But I'll tell you this, Governor Northam, and again, from Virginia, whenever he, they're making a bigger issue about him having a black face than they are about the the, uh, killing of an innocent baby. Now that is atrocious and that's dangerous as a nation. And our culture and our society is going down the tube unless we, as Christians, we begin to pray and seek God and ask God and repent of this sin of abortion. I know that we, now again, I'm not saying that a person, because you have abortion, you're, you're a sinner, you're going to hell. I'm just simply saying this. We cannot allow people to kill these babies. And so we've got to, we've got to stand up and, and, and be vocal about this. Amen? Well, I don't want to go, I, I probably will do a message later on about that, but right today I just want you to know that I've got a message on doubting nothing. And again, this is not a three-point sermon. However, that there's nothing wrong with those three-point sermons. But this is a tapestry of God's design for all of us and we, that we must not doubt what he is doing in our lives. But we've got to believe that there's going to be a different outcome. And so there's a thread of wisdom weaves together with a tapestry of grace and God's will will be performed and his purpose will be achieved in all of our lives. Now, every one of us, we've got a purpose and we've got a divine design that God has put on the DNA of your heart. And I want you to know that he is going to accomplish because it's God who not only wills, but he does his good pleasure in your life. So you and I, we've got to open up our heart and allow to find out what that divine purpose is. And so um, let me just give you a scripture. Now, some of you may be here today and you hope has somehow begun to fizzle out in your life. But your anchor, your anchor is your hope. Romans 4, 17 says, God says to Abraham, I have made you the father of many nations. In verse 18, it says, who contrary, Abraham, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, that he would become the father of many nations regardless of how old he was, regardless of how old his wife was. Now that's where, whenever you begin to look at the external circumstances, that's when doubting begins to come in. But in 2019, I'm wanting every one of us not to doubt one thing because we serve a God that is can do the impossible. Amen? So you've got to recognize since he can do the impossible, then you've got to lay hold of that hope that's in him. Amen? <clears throat> So again, I said this is not a uh, three-point message, but it is a, let me just, I want to just, this is for somebody, I don't know who it is, but the whole book of Ruth, somebody needs to go home and read that whole book of Ruth. There's only four chapters long. But the story sort of goes, and I'll tell the story about that and refer to several verses in there. Now the book is named after Ruth, but the story begins with Naomi and Elimelech, her husband. Now, Ruth, whose yesterdays were very bumpy and traumatic, and so she lost her husband. But let's go back and just see how this whole story developed. Elimelech was married to Naomi, and they had two sons. The two sons were named Malon and Chilion. And there was a famine in the land of 
of Egypt, in the land of Israel. And so they decided, because there was famine problems in that land, they were going to go to Moab, which is just outside of God's covenanted inheritance. And a lot of people, they're living just on the outskirts of the inheritance. They're living in Moab because they've had a traumatic uh, problem happen to them in their life. So don't, just because there's a famine or you've, had a, you've experienced a trauma in your life, don't allow that trauma to affect your belief because God is able to work all things together for good to those who believe and those that are called according to his purpose. Amen? So there was famine in the land, so they go down there and, and Malon and Chilion, they married Orpha and Ruth. And then Elimelech died, and then Malon and Chilion died, and so the, so Naomi was left with no one except her daughter-in-laws, and that was Orpha and Ruth. And so she said, "Listen, I'm I'm, I'm sorry this has all happened. Please just go ahead and go back to your find find another spouse in, in your in the land of Moab." And Orpha did that, but Ruth said, "Not so with me, because wherever you go, I'm going to go." Your people will be my people, and wherever you lodge, I'm going to lodge. So I want you to know that, Naomi, Ruth says, I'm going to be with you wherever you go. And so they headed back because of the loss of her husband. They headed back. But Ruth 1.11 says, even, this is what uh, Naomi said, even though if I, w- w- there was hope for me to marry and have sons, would you wait until they grew up to marry them? So sometimes we seek solutions in hopeless situations. And so you've got to recognize it's not in a situation where you're going to find hope. It's only in the anchor holds, only in Jesus. And so this is where you've got to recognize God, and you call out to him, God, I need your help. So sometimes we seek solutions in hopeless situations. But hope must have some degree of reality or some aspect of reality for people to lock on to. Now, Abraham, on the other hand, he was the father of the faith, but he did not have necessarily all that much hope because he said, I'm 100 years old, Sarah, my wife, is 90, and I doubt that we're going to have a baby. But they did. That's why I'm just telling you, you may be find yourself, you may be feeling hopeless today, and you may be in a hopeless situation. I want you to know God is the God of all hope. He's the God of all comfort. And he is going to deliver to you. Let me just read in Romans 15. I I skipped this. It says, now this is today. Now may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, not doubting. So you've got to believe and not doubt in in this coming year of 2019 that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The thing that I guess I'm most amazed about is that God has infinite solutions to the situation that we find ourselves in. Infinite solutions. I mean, he's not limited to A, B, or C. He's got them all the way from A to Z and then some. So you just, but we all tend to look at our future in terms of our past. And so God says, don't do that. I want you to look to your future from the eyes and through the eyes and through the lens of God Almighty who's got a plan and a purpose and a destiny for every one of you. Every one of you, God's got a plan and a purpose. Can you say amen to that? And so whenever Naomi and uh, Ruth came back to Bethlehem, they said, Naomi, we're glad you're home. She said, don't call me Naomi. My life is... Call me Mara. So my life is bitter. I went away full. I came back empty. 
I've encountered misfortune. I've encountered loss. I've encountered humiliation. I mean, I really have lost it all. I don't even have a place to live. I don't have a job. So what she did was through creativity. Now notice this. She said, Ruth, I want you, they're gleaning out there in the field. So I want you to go out there and you walk behind those people, the harvesters that are harvesting the food, and you just pick up the grain. At least we'll have something to eat. Now that little spark of creativity evolved into a relationship with Boaz, who was the near kinsman redeemer of Naomi. Because Elimelech was somewhere in the, in the, the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and so therefore they had an inheritance in the land. So they were out there, and, and uh, Ruth was gleaning uh, behind the harvesters. And then Ruth chapter 2, verse 4 says, Just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem. He was the owner of the field. And he said, Who, who's that lady over there that's gleaning out there? And they said, well, this was Naomi's um, daughter-in-law. And so they went ahead and they talked about that. And he said, well, leave a lot back there. Just leave, drop a lot of food on purpose. This is what, now Jesus is our Boaz, okay? He is our near kinsman redeemer. He has redeemed our life from destruction and he's crowned us with loving kindness and tender mercies. And he wants you to know that he is a God and he is a Savior that can be trusted in. Amen? So recognize that she came back and she was gleaning and then there was a relationship that developed between Ruth and Boaz. And uh, what happened, they had a child after they had married Ruth and Boaz, and they developed, and they named that child Obed. And then the women, the, the old women of the town of Bethlehem, they said, Naomi has a son born to her because she nursed and she became a nursemaid to Obed. Now, Obed grew up, and he had a son by the name of Jesse. And then Jesse grew up, and he had a son by the name of David, the psalmist. And David was in the lineage of Jesus Christ. So here we have a Moabitist having a son of Obed, and then Jesse, and then David. Now, all this started as just a little spark, a little spark of creativity. It says, just go out there and glean in the field of Boaz and just pick it. So don't be afraid of small beginnings because God will do something with those. Amen? So Ruth and Naomi found a hopeless situation, but God came through for them, and they both really, uh, God provided for them. But now wisdom plays such an important part in this. In every one of our lives, I guess I'm, I'm just really amazed with wisdom. And I, I just want to just read you a little bit about wisdom. In Proverbs chapter 8, verses 12 through 31, it says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. Now I just want you to know this. This back before the time began, back before Genesis 1, even back before John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so back before that took place, I want you to know that wisdom was still around because God our Father created wisdom to be a part of His workmanship. So he says, I wisdom dwell with prudence. I find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance, and the, evil, and the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mine, wisdom says, and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. 
By me, kings reign. By me, rulers decree justice, and princes rule, and nobles, and all the judges of the earth. But I love this. This is wisdom still speaking. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. I love that. And he says, not only that, riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. And when wisdom says, I traverse the way of righteousness, I pave the highway of holiness. I pave that. And in the midst of the path of justice, that I may cause those who love me, look at this, to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. Now, this was before Genesis 1.1. Now, look at this, 22. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way. Before there was ever an earth. Look at this. We'll read on here. Look at this. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way. Before the works of old, I have been established. How long has he been established? From everlasting. I mean, there was no beginning with this spirit of wisdom. And you and I can have it. I have been established from everlasting. From the beginning, before there was ever an earth, before there was no depths, were brought forth, and when there were no fountains abounding with waters, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth of the fields of the primal dust of the world, or when he prepared the heavens, I was there. This is wisdom boasting. I love this. I was there. And when he drew the circle on the face of the deep, and when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, its boundary, so that the waters would not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, look at this, there I was beside him as a master craftsman. Guys, if you want wisdom, I'm telling you, and I'll end with this in just a second. But wisdom is the principal thing. With all of your getting, get wisdom. Because wisdom says, I am understanding. And not only that, I was beside him, God, the creator of all things. I was beside him as a master craftsman. And I was daily his delight. Wisdom saying this about himself. I or herself, because it's it's a lady. Because wisdom, he says, I was his delight. But goes on and says this. And rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world. That's interesting. There may have been people here before us. Don't know. But he says, and my wisdom says, wisdom says, and my delight, my delight was with the sons of men. Now therefore, listen to me, my children. So this is wisdom saying, listen to me. For blessed are those who keep my ways. Now, hold that and go with me. Again, this is not a, this, we're weaving a tapestry here. Going to another point, we're going to Ephesians chapter 1. And I'll come back to verses 3 through 11, but I just want to read 17. This is Paul's prayer after he was, he was giving them inf- instructions and information about it. And Paul prayed and he says, May the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you a spirit of wisdom. First number one thing he prayed, that you may get a spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowledge of him, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of him. Now let's go back and read verse 3. Just as he, this is God, chose us 
in him before the foundations of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So when were we chosen? When did we did God choose us? Before there was a Genesis 1, before there was a, a John 1, in the counsel of God back in the beginning, wherever that was, however long that was, and again, nobody knows, but I just want you to know that he chose us in him. I looked up the word chose, and he's, it, it's, it really comes from a compound word, which means um, it means to be selected, ordained, for his purpose or for his pleasure. That's the first part. But the lego, the other word there, it means to lay forth in words. To ask or to speak forth. To say or to speak. He chose us. Or to affirm over or maintain or to point out with words to intend. He, he's got, God's had an intention. And before the foundation of the world, he said, I have chosen Jerry Moore or whatever your name may be. I have chosen them that they would occupy this space and time that they would be able to minister to their generation in whatever occupation you may be involved with. So God spoke you into existence. The Word spoke a word and you became a living being. Now guess what? His Word will not return to Him void. But He will accomplish whatever His Word is intended to do. And so His intention and His purposes for your life will be accomplished by Him. All we've got to do is cooperate with Him and say, Lord, you know, here I am. Do what you want to with me. Guide me, lead me. And He will do that. So, and having, uh, again, go, going to verse 5, having predestinate, predestinated us to adoption by, as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will. Now, whenever this word that was spoken, whenever he chose us and he spoke you into existence, he knew your name, he knew what family you were going to be born through, he knew, he knew what, uh, everything about you he knew because he spoke it into existence. Psalms 116 says in first, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 30, he says, I believed, so therefore I spoke. This is why that God was believing in you and God was believing in me that we would accomplish his purpose before our life is over. Amen? And again, just like you said, well, Pastor, I mean, I've, I've had a lot of problems. I've had a lot of sufferings. I've had a lot of setbacks. I've had a lot of humiliation, a lot of loss. It doesn't make any difference. God is still going to work all things together according to the counsel of his will to get you to where he wants you to be. Is that not encouraging? I don't know what is. You say, well, you mean he works in spite of my mistakes? Absolutely, he does. He's not moved by your mistakes. He's moved by his destiny. He's placed within your life. And you've got to recognize that his destiny is his pleasure to be fulfilled in his purposes in your life. <clears throat> wisdom, and, and go back to wisdom just for a minute in, in chapter 8, verse 1. Talking about speaking out. It says, does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? Verse 2, at the highest point, along where the, our paths meet, wisdom takes her stand. To the, verse 3 says, to the simple, you're going to gain good sense, common sense. It also means, I look this up too, trickery and shrewdness and craftiness. That's a part of wisdom. And it says in verse 6, I have trustworthy things to say. 
Wisdom seems to be talking all the time. You notice that? So we've got to tune into that frequency. So wisdom is a lady, and they sometimes they, they talk quite a bit, right? Curtis was telling me, he says, I really believe that men are going to be the first people in heaven. I said, why is that, Curtis? He says, because there's going to be 30 minutes of silence there. <laughs> Isn't that right, Curtis? But whenever wisdom arrives on the scene, the wisdom speaks a word to you and speaks a word through you to other people. I just want you to know that God wants you to get wisdom with all. But now, let's go now to James chapter 1 because some of you may say, I'm, I don't have any wisdom. <clears throat> My brethren, James 1, 2, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience, this is another lady, it's another feminine gender, have her perfect work so that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And then he says, if any of you lacks wisdom. Now, have you wondered, ever wondered what wisdom is? Well, I looked that word up too. It's a broad use of intelligence. It's knowledgeable of diverse matters. It's discovering the meaning of stories and the meaning of numbers and the meaning of visions and the meaning of, of prophecies. It's also skilled in the management of affairs. It's also discretion. So if anybody lacks that, let him ask of God, look at this, who gives to all men liberally. But look at this, he says, but let him ask in faith, no doubting. Say that with me, no doubting. Do not doubt in 2019 what God's going to do for your life. If you need wisdom, get wisdom because it's the principal thing. And not only will you get the principal thing, but you will get, wisdom will bring to you riches and honor. And not only that, long life. That's what everybody's looking for, right? Riches and honor and long life. Well, that's where you, you get wisdom. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith. No doubting. Now, you say, well, Pastor, what does it mean to doubt? Doubt means to separate oneself in a hostile spirit. You ever had an argument with a person and so you just walk away because you got a, you're hostile toward them and you don't want to just reason it out? That happens in a lot of marriages. It means to oppose or to be in opposition to something, but most of all, it means to be at odds with yourself. You know, in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, he says, If anyone says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and you do not doubt in your heart, but you believe those things you say, you will have what you say. So this is why life and death is in the power of the tongue. <clears throat> it also means to hesitate. It means to try to decide with your own wisdom. Now, there is a man's wisdom because Paul says, I come not preaching with the excellency of speech, nor of man's wisdom, but I come preaching through the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. So there is a man's wisdom out there. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this wisdom that comes from above. It's pure and peaceable and easy to be entreated. It's not argumentative. So this, piece, this wisdom that comes from above <clears throat> Remember whenever John uh, in chapter, John chapter 20, I think somewhere 24, 25, whenever Jesus appeared to the, to the ten because Judas had hang him, hung, hung himself, and so 
the ten were there, but Thomas was not with them. And he appeared to them, and he said, uh, he breathed on them, and he said, receive the Holy Ghost. And so they, that's whenever they were born again, because they could not have been born again until Jesus came and died for their sins. That was the lamb that was slain, again, from the foundations of the world. It was in the mind of God even before, just like we were chosen at the foundations of the world. So this is whenever this happened. And so the ten of them believed, and they received the Holy Spirit, the spirit of regeneration. But the Bible says that Thomas was not with the others when Jesus came. And the disciples, whenever they found Thomas, they said to him, We have seen the Lord. We have seen him. He's alive. And Thomas says, I doubt it. Because Thomas is looking through the eyes of his own self. He says, I saw him hanging on a cross. I saw the spear thrust into his side. I saw the nails driven in his hand. I know he died and I know he was put in a tomb. So I doubt that you saw him. Then Jesus appeared to Thomas. He said, Thomas, I'm here. Touch my side. Feel the scars in my hand. And Thomas, you know, and he said, do not be unbelieving or do not be a doubter. Don't doubt what God is going to be doing in the year of 2019 for you. He's going to bring about that hopeless situation. He's going to bring about it. It's going to bring it to pass, and he's going to put hope in your life, and you're going to be believing for 2019 to be a better year than 2018 or any years previous. Amen? So, so he said, now he said also to Thomas, he said, Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen but believe. Now that really is the definition of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but it's evidence of things not seen. So you're going to have, and I'm speaking right now, I'm speaking by, uh, prophetically by faith. I'm speaking, you are going to have a greater year than you've had last year, or the year of 2017 or 16. You're going to have a great year, and I'm speaking prophetically into some lives right now that this is going to be the year of your destiny and the year of your fulfillment and the year that you recognize for why you have been born here. Receive that. Receive that in Jesus' name. So whenever you try to decide with your own wisdom, that's doubting. That's not God's wisdom. Because Abraham, contrary to hope, in hope he believed. He didn't look at the situation and say, you know what, it's impossible. I don't see how it's going to work out. And that's where doubt comes in. Whenever you begin to see the eventual outcomes of your life, you begin to see in your own mind of how maybe A, B, or C, or D can work out. God says, I'm a God that's got infinite solutions to your problems. I'm a God that's able to do exceedingly what? Abundantly above all you even ask or think. How's that? According to the power that's working in you. That's God's power, His Holy Spirit working on the inside of you to accomplish His good pleasure and to achieve His will in your life. I close with this right here. 1 Corinthians 1.30 But of Him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. 
So Jesus was made unto us this very thing that we're asking for. I mean, he is the fulfillment of that, all that. Now, whenever I was looking that up, I, that really came to my mind, Isaiah 11, 2, it says that the Spirit of the Lord was, this was a prophecy concerning Jesus. He says, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the Spirit of wisdom and understanding will be there with him. So the Spirit, it's a Spirit. And wonder, if, you, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally. And do not doubt, though, and let him ask in faith, and do not doubt in your heart. Then this wisdom comes into your life and begins to arrange the furniture of your life, be ar- begins to arrange the decisions that you're going to be making tomorrow. You're seeking wisdom because wisdom has riches and honor and long life with her. That makes sense? So, but the spirit of wisdom and understanding and the spirit of counsel and the spirit of the knowledge of the fear of the Lord. Now, it's really interesting that in verse 1 there it says, the rod that came from the stem of Jesse. At the beginning of the message I said, here's the, we're wrapping up this tapestry here. Obed was the offspring of Ruth and Boaz. And now they had the son by the name of Obed that Ruth raised, was the, the caregiver. And then Obed had a son by the name of Jesse who had the son of David. And so he says, this scripture says that the rod that came from the stem of Jesse, that's who the spirit of the Lord is going to rest upon and the spirit of wisdom and understanding. So isn't it interesting how that, as T.S. Eliot said, he says, many all of our experiences... Is really designed to arrive at where we've started and to know it for the first time. You got to think about that now. You've been searching all through life, and so it's to arrive where we started and to begin to know it for the first time. God wants you to know His purpose in your life, He, he wants you to know His will. No wonder He says, Pray, whenever He teaches disciples, taught Him, said, Teach us how to pray. Pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth, in my life, in my family. And folks, I was out here Saturday praying for every one of you sitting here that the kingdom of God would come and his will, his plan, his purpose, and his intentions would be worked out in your life. You guys, you've got to recognize something. You've got the power of Jesus Christ working in your life because he was made unto you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That's how he does this. Father, I want to say thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For right now, just moving in the lives of people. Some of them may be here and they said, you know, I don't know if I've got hope or not. I don't know if I've got wisdom or not. I don't know if I've got any faith. Lord, I'm asking you right now, let there be an assurance that the anchor is going to hold in their life. As Sappington has sung. So, Lord, I thank you that there's going to be an anchor of hope, an anchor of faith, and then a realization and, and, and also a recognition and an enlightenment of why they are here on planet Earth. They're more than just going to work tomorrow and making some money so they can pay the bills. God, there's a divine design that's in their life, and I pray that in Jesus' name you would begin to enlighten them and begin to cause them to see that you've got a plan and a purpose that is far bigger than they in Jeremiah 29 11, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are good and not evil. 
to give you a future and to give you a hope or to give you a future that you hope for. But you've got to do something. You've got to reach out and grab a hold of that and say, I'm hoping for good things to come in my life. Yes, there will be the demonic forces that will come against every one of us and become against our nation. But we've got to rise up and say, I bind you, devil, in Jesus' name and cast him out of our lives and out of our country. So, Father, I'm thanking you that in Jesus' name right now, we, we bind the spirit of abortion and we bind the spirit of death. We bind that in our nation and we come against that in Jesus' name. I don't know how you're going to do this, Father, but Lord, we just pray. I pray that Psalms 94 would be, would, they would, people would go home and read that because vengeance is yours, says the Lord. It's not us. We're not to bring vengeance, but it's yours, God, and you will work all things according to the counsel of your will. And our nation will not go down the tube of socialism, but God, we will rise again to, the, to be the Christian nation that you have designed us to be as a group of people. And Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. I give you praise in advance, and I thank you, that God, for what you're working in the lives of every family here. And Lord, I know that there's a spirit of divorce that would come over people's lives. I bind that in Jesus' name. And I pray, God, that you would cause us all to recognize that we are here and we've got a purpose and you've got a plan. And, Lord, your plan is to work in our lives to bring godly offspring to our, to our nation. So I, I thank you, Father, that you're working in the lives of our kids. So, Lord, be with us in Jesus' mighty name. If you received that, say a big amen. Curtis, you want to dismiss us? Thank you, Pastor Jerry, for the word. Would you guys stand with me, please? If you would, just repeat this after me. Say, Lord, may I be on high alert for your spirit of wisdom in my life. Lord, I pray that I may recognize it when I encounter it and the common sense to act upon it. Thank you, Lord, for your wisdom. Lord, I just thank you for today for each and every one here. Lord, we thank you for your word that was brought forth. Lord, I want to just let everybody know once again that they're invited to stay with us for dinner, Lord. Come down and just fellowship, and if you want to stay afterwards for class, they're more than welcome. But Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for your spirit that was with us. I pray right now, Lord, you'll be with us all as we're dismissed. Lord, I pray over our dinner right now. We bless the meal. We thank you for all the hands that work together to prepare it and for your blessings that, that provided it. And we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.